Welcome to Soul Rio, a church where God is made center, families made stronger, and lives restored. Today's sermon is entitled Praying in Five Dimensions, presented by Pastor Floyd Silva on August 26, 2018. Well, I read a story this last week about a little boy that was in his sandbox and he was uh, digging along and as, as he was digging, he kind of ran into this, this rock, all right? And so, so he was a little um, confused why this big rock was in his sandbox. So of course, naturally as a boy, he decided I'm gonna get this out of here. And so he digs around and he's trying to get this rock out. But as he digs, the more he digs, the more he digs, he realizes that this rock is just too big for him but he's going to give it one last effort and so he kind of gets under it he gets his hands and he starts to pull back on the rock and sure enough that rock just falls right on his hands and of course you know as us little boys do we cry (laughs) when things hurt us and so he's crying and as he's crying there he kind of feels this shadow that that comes over him and he looks up and and he sees his dad and he kind of just, through, through his teary eyes, explains to his dad kind of what's happening and, and why he's crying. And he says, Dad, I, I tried. I, I, I used everything I had to get this rock. And his dad just kind of looked at him with a smile and he said, Son, you didn't use everything you had. You didn't ask me. You know, what, what's interesting is I, I read this story. I started to think about how, how you and I are a lot like that. You know, we, we go out and, and we face these tough moments. We, we run into these rocks. We run into these moments where, where life can be challenging, whether it's in, in a sickness or a personal thing that's going on in our life, relationally, whatever it is, we run into these rocks. And, and instead of turning to our Father and asking for help, we, we continue to dig. And we continue to try on our own. And we kind of put our own effort into getting rid of those big rocks, those big stumbling points that are in our lives. And we forget, sadly enough, we forget that that God was the creator of the sandbox, that our Father actually made that box for us, and that our God is is strong enough, and and He's vast enough and big enough. And this morning, I want to talk a little bit about dimensions. And in your notes there, you'll see it says praying in three dimensions. And I want to explain that to you a little bit because I think just like this young man had to realize how his dad could do a whole lot of stuff. Not only could he build the sandbox, but he could do other things. He could help get the rocks out. He could help clean it. I think we also have to realize that the God that we serve is multidimensional. He is bigger than we even realize. There is more to our God than, than we even understand. And sometimes we limit our God. Sometimes we limit the very, various things that he wants to do in our lives. And when you think about dimensions, of course, most people think about the three-dimensional, you know, length, width, height, depth. Um, but what we want to talk about this morning is, is how multidimensional our God is and how, how we can pray in those dimensions, how we can pray. And there are many, there's more than three. But this morning, I'd like to kind of talk about just a, a few of those. See, as we continue in our journey discovering what prayer is, 
We have to understand that, that just gaining a greater understanding about prayer isn't enough. We have to learn more about the God that we are talking to. It's, it's more about who we are talking to. Who are we interacting with? The God of the universe. The God that created all things. He's a multidimensional God. He's bigger than life itself. Romans chapter 1 verse 20 says, For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made so that they were without excuse. He's telling us how God created all of this. We can see it in the heavens. We see it in the mountains. We see it in all of creation. The vastness, the multidimensional God that we, we pray to. Job says in 11, chapter 11, verses 7 through 9, he says, Can you find out the deep things of God? Can you find out the limit of the Almighty? It is, it is, it is, it is it higher than heaven? What can you do? Deeper than Shoal? What can you know? Its measure is longer than the earth and broader than the sea. See, we have to understand that our God isn't this one-dimensional God. He is multidimensional in every way. And there's more to God than we'll ever understand probably here on earth. When we get to heaven, I've got to imagine we'll look up at eternity and we'll just be in awe of God. And all the things that we think about today, we'll probably lose sight of because we'll just be so in awe of this tremendous God that we get the privilege to be a part of in our relationship with Him. And just as Jason said last week in his message, we have to understand, we have to know who we are talking to. See, this will make the difference in our prayer life. It'll create a deeper love for the God that created us. So we're going to read in Ephesians chapter 6, and we're going to kind of look at, at this dimensional God, this multidimensional God, and have a little bit of a conversation. But let's pray before we start. Father, we thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for bringing us here. Thank you for stirring our hearts and, and waking us up. Father, today is a new day, and we know that your mercies are new each and every day. Lord, there, there are many that come with burdens, with pain, with hurt. Some that just come with joy and celebration for great things that are going on in their lives, Father. But no matter where we are, no matter what's going on, Father, we want to bow before you this morning. We want to open our hearts and our minds to the things that you have for us. Father, you are truly great. You are truly amazing. And we are so grateful that we get to gather together in Jesus' name. Father, we pray that you would guide us this morning, that you would help us to see just, just a little bit more of a glimpse of how great you are, how amazing you are, and all the things that you're doing for us, all the things that you've given us, so that we can walk with you, that we can talk with you, and that we can be in your presence all the day long. Lord, we thank you, we love you, and we come before you, and we ask that you would speak to us this morning. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we're going to be in Ephesians chapter 6, and many are familiar with this passage. It's uh, uh, the, the armor of God. Uh, we've talked about it before. People share the belt and all that good stuff. And, and we're going to look at this, but I want you guys to look at it in a perspective of seeing who God is through this passage. Because I think what Paul is doing here for us is not only is he equipping us and helping us to understand what we have in Christ, but we have been given through God but also understanding who this God is. 
So in Ephesians chapter 6, starting in verse 10, let's read together. Paul says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the, be- on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints and also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I am an, an, an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. See, Paul is telling us that there is so much to God. He is greater than we even realize. He has given us so much more, more than we even know. And Paul is reminding us that we are to be praying in God's strength. See, one of the dimensions of God, one of the greatest, in my opinion, is that God is strong. God is amazing. He's mighty. See, in verse 10 and 11, he says, Finally, be strong in who? In the Lord. And in the strength of His might. God's strength. And he says, Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. See, we need to be reminded that God is our strength. He is our refuge. He is where our power comes from. It's not us because we're strong that we get to do and see and accomplish. It's because of who God is in our life and how he's at work. If you look at all these great men and women in biblical times and you see all the great things that we hear and read in these stories, you see this strength. You see this power. You see this might. But but I hope you don't see it in the person as much as you see it in the God that they're serving. See, and it's no different than for you and I. We, we are to pray in God's strength. We are coming to the presence knowing that our God is strong, being confident and bold and understanding and knowing how that God is in control and that he loves us so much. You know, I, I wonder how often we, we walk into circumstances or situations in, in our own power. I don't know about for you guys, but I know I'm guilty of it all. I'm, I'm a fixer. I, I like to fix things. Of course, my, my, my wife might tell you opposite because there's a lot of things I haven't fixed at the house. <laughs> yeah, but we won't talk about that right now. Kind of soft spot there. But I, I like to fix. You know, when, when I see a friend hurting, when, when I see someone broken, I, I, I want to fix. I, I want to help, right? In, in that kind of part of our nature, especially as, as believers, as followers of Christ, we, we look upon the, the crowd of people and we have compassion like Jesus did. And we want to help, we want to help, right? 
But I think where we make our mistake is that, that we go out and we help and we help on our own power, on our own might. We, we look at our pocketbook or our resources and the things that we have and, and we want to help. And usually it's, it's not enough. See, what we should do is we should come into the presence of God and say, God, I trust you. I, I believe in you because you're God. He, you not only created the heavens and the earth, but you created this person. You, you, you created the opportunity in this moment and this time for, for me to be a part of this person's life. And so, Father, get, give me the strength. Let it, let it be your strength that works through me to help this person to do this, to be the fixer that maybe you've called me to be. See, it's by God's strength, by God's power See, and again, one of God's greatest attributes is that he is strong. <laughs> I, I don't say that lightly. I, I say that sincerely. I, he created the heavens and the earth, everything that we see, the mountains, all of his glory. He spoke into to being. I love what it says in Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 17. He says, for the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, the great, the mighty, and the awesome God who is not partial and takes no bribe. The great and mighty, awesome God is your God. He is the God of God. He is the Lord of lords. He is the King of kings. He is awesome. See, do you see God in this dimension? When you, when you pray, do you, you enter into his presence and, 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 and come into the presence of this mighty, awesome God? Do you realize the strength of this God? How powerful and how great he is? Well, I'll tell you that there's no, no one like him. He's amazing, he's awesome, and, and really words can't describe. So this awesome God... This God that created all things, that, that has this great power, this great strength, this awesome God is telling you and I that he loves us. And, and he wants the very best for us. And, and he wants to draw us into this relationship. He wants us to know more about him and to discover all the things that he has for us. See, so you and I, we don't have to be afraid to ask for help. We don't have to be afraid to, to bring those things into the presence of God and say, God, you know what? I have wanted to do this all by myself because I thought maybe it was just easy. I could do this. But, but I realized, God, I need to do this in your strength. I need to trust you with this. And I say that because I think at times we think that there's just some little things that, that we really don't need to bother God with. I think there's some moments in life where they, well, you know what? God doesn't really want to worry about that. He doesn't really care about that. But do you realize when we do that, we, we limit our God? We put him in a box and we make him one-dimensional. We say, well, God doesn't really deal with that. He doesn't have a, a scope for that. He doesn't want to do that. He just likes the big things. Or he just likes the little things. Or he likes just maybe the middle things that, you know, I can fix. I know that that kind of sounds funny, but our actions reflect that kind of a response. You know, I've never said, oh God, you're too, you're too little for this. 
<laughs> I've never said that out loud. But you know what? My life has reflected that. Because I think I'm God and I, I'll fix this. I'll make this right. And I discount this God that's so great and so mighty. And I lose sight of the fact that, that he is strong. That God is my strength. And I should be praying in God's strength. See, I don't know about you guys when you're a kid or not, but on the playground, I remember saying a few times to my friends, my daddy's stronger than your daddy. You know what? My daddy will take your daddy down. <laughs> my daddy kind of was crazy, so he probably would have. <laughs> but do, do, we, do we ever say that and remind each other of that, that my, my heavenly father is stronger than any daddy here? He's greater than. Do we see him in that dimension? Do we see him with that kind of power? Do we have that kind of awe for our heavenly father as a child has for his daddy? You know, when my kids were little, and I don't want you to laugh at this, but I was big. <laughs> I was the biggest guy on the block when my kids were little. And as, as they got older and they kind of got taller, they kind of realized, well... <laughs> hey dad <laughs> still love you though <laughs> but see as a child see, I, I think when the Bible says that we should have a childlike faith we should be like a child that sees his daddy and is in awe of him he can do it all he's strong enough he's big enough he's great enough there's nothing that my daddy cannot do but then we get older and we kind of lose sight of that. We forget how great and strong our dad is. See, and this is just one thing that God has. This is just one aspect, one dimension of who God is. There's so much more to the God that we serve, the God that we, we come and we sing to and, and we worship. So much more. And because of this, we, we should be praying because of what is given. I want you to look at verses 14 through 17 in our text. Paul says, Stand therefore. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. See, in these few verses, we see a multidimensional God. I want you to listen to this. Paul is saying God is truth. There's a dimension of who God is. Paul is saying God is righteous. Paul is saying that God is peace. God is faithful. God is merciful. And God provides. He equips us. He gives us what we need. See, we should be praying because of what is given. It's in God's strength that we have all of these things. And this is the picture that Paul is 
describing for us. We are preparing for battle. We are preparing to do some things that God has called us to do and brought us to this place in this moment and in this time. And the greatest thing that we have, the greatest aspect of what we have is a father that loves us and that is going to walk with us and he's going to carry us through and he's given us everything we need. Yeah, I wanted to actually get a picture of a, a warrior in a, in a suit and put my face in it, but I didn't want you to laugh at me. <laughs> but, but I want to give you that picture with your face in there that, that God has equipped you. He's giving you everything that you need to live this life that he is calling you to. But you have to do what Paul says. He says, stand therefore. Stand in the strength of God. Let God be your strength. Let him be your rock. This multidimensional God is giving you truth. He's giving you righteousness. He's giving you peace. He is faithful even when you are faithless. He is merciful. And he will provide everything that you need. Psalm 144 verses 1 and 2 says, Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. He is my steadfast love and my fortress, my stronghold and my deliverer, my shield and he in whom I take refuge, who subdues people under me. Do you see everything that God is? See, and then the psalmist goes on to say this, in verse 15. He says, who, who is the man? Who is man? Who, who am I that you would love him so? And in verse 15 he says, Blessed are the people to whom such blessings fall. Blessed are the people whose God is the Lord. Amen? Do you hear that? I, I read that this week and I just, I don't know. So again, I want to ask you, is this the God that you seek to follow? When, when you bow in his presence, do you see this multidimensional God? Do you see him for who he is? I hope you do, because this God loves you and he cares about you. Well, if you do, I, I want to encourage you to, to do the following, what Paul tells us here and just praying for all things. And I know that sounds a little simplistic, but listen to what Paul says here. In verse 18, he says, praying at all times in the Spirit. Pause there for a moment. When we pray in the Spirit, whose power are we praying in? God's. He says, with all prayer, the little and the big, everything, and supplications. Supplication, excuse me. He says, To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints, and also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel. See, we pray all the time in the Spirit for everything. And again, there, there is no prayer too small, nor, there is, nor is there any prayer too big. 
God wants to hear from us. He wants to bless us. And I'll tell you, everything that I read, yes, God does reward those that come to him. The Bible is very clear that God will reward us. Now, if you're coming to him and just saying, hey, God, I want to be a millionaire. Give me the lottery tomorrow. I can't promise you that. (laughs) But I can promise you that God will reward you. And not because I say it, but because he says it. Again, he said, blessed are those who the Lord thy God is their Lord, their God. Blessed. To me, that says, hey, for the very simple fact that I know God, that I have a relationship with God, that I can come into his presence, I'm being rewarded. I'm being blessed. Do you remember the dad in our story? See, he, he reminded his son that he was strong enough and that as his dad, not only could he help, but he wanted to help. See, the son... The son just needed to acknowledge that he needed to help, needed the help. And then he needed to ask for it. See, that, that's the same thing that the Bible teaches. That's the same thing that, that Jesus tells us in the Gospels. He says, ask and you will receive. He says, seek first the kingdom of righteousness and everything else will be what? Added unto you. See, this God that we serve, this God that we talk to, he's multidimensional and he wants to reward us. He wants to give to us. He wants to carry us. He wants to sustain us. So pray for all things. See, even Paul here, it's interesting. And I want you to think about this, this little couple of verses that are thrown in there that most of us probably, we all kind of skirt over and just kind of read. But Paul was seeking and asking for the people's prayers. He said, pray also for me that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the good news of the gospel. So I want to ask you this morning, what are you asking God for? What are you asking God for? See, I wasn't there with Paul, obviously. But I got to imagine that that Paul is asking for for the people's prayers for a couple of reasons. And one of the big reasons was is that he had already been living this life for Jesus. He had already been in the midst of the the trials and the storms because we know that that Paul was, was jailed, he was beaten, he was crushed, he was ridiculed. A lot had happened to Paul. And I got to imagine, even for him, that he felt broken. He felt discouraged at times. He felt maybe not strong enough, maybe not good enough. I would guess that maybe even there was days when he didn't want to move on or continue on. But I, I think God reminded him Not only was God there for him, and it was God's strength that was going to carry him, as he's reminding us here in this passage to take on the full armor to God, using everything that God, praying in God's strength. He's saying, will you pray for me too? Will you 
you stand alongside me in my prayers for the things I believe God has for me and the things that God wants to do in me and through me? I want to ask you again. What are you asking God for? Isaiah 55. I want to close with this. I hope this morning that as you, as you look upon the God of creation, as you, as you, as you bow your hearts, as you, as you come into his presence, and we're going we're gonna to sing a song in a few, few moments here about his love for us. But I, I want you to think about your love for him. And as we close here, I want you to listen to the words that this prophet shares with us. And I want to think about that. I want you to think about the things that you need, but not only the things that you need, but I also want you to think about the people that are sitting around you, the people that you do life with. Yeah, there's a lot going on in our world. The schemes of the devil, the schemes of the evil one are, are out there. They're blatant. They're in front of us. But God has given us everything that we need. So pick up your sword. Put on your belt. Get ready. And do it all in God's strength. Isaiah 55, verses 6 through 9 says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him. And to our God, for we, he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts than your thoughts. Are you ready to ask for help? Are you ready to see the God of creation for who he is? Will you bow your heads and just close your eyes? And what I want to do in just in the next few moments, I'm going to stop talking. I just want to ask you to, to ask for help. Whatever it is, whatever's on your heart, whatever God is saying to you, however God is stirring your heart. Because remember, these three dimensions that we talked about are just simply God's strength, God is provider, and God is sustainer. But God is so much more than that. God is our rock. He is our refuge. He is our hope. He is our future. He is our everything. And I'm just going to pause for a few moments and just let you talk to God. I'm going to talk to him on my behalf. And then we'll close together in prayer as we sing this last song. Heavenly Father, we come into your presence and we give you glory. We give you praise, Father. Because you are a great God. You are a mighty God. You are awesome. Father, there is so much to know and to learn about you. 
Father, I, I pray that this morning that, that, that we've just grasped a piece of who you are, Father. And, and that peace would just remind us, Father, of the greatness of who you are. How you provide and you care for and you give. And not only do you provide and care for and give, but Father, that, that you sustain us, you hold us and you keep us. Father, I, I thank you for your love and the grace that you show us, the mercy that you've given us, the very simple fact that, that we woke up this morning, that we, we get to see a new sunrise, that we get a new day, is evidence of your grace, evidence of your mercy. Father, we just thank you for that. We give you glory and praise. Father, we acknowledge you for who you are, the God of gods, the Lord of lords, the King of kings. Father, as we bow our hearts before you this morning, Father, you know them best. You know the things that we need. You know the things that we desire. You know the things that we're hopeful for. Father, nothing is too small. Nothing is too big. So this morning we stand together, Father, as your church, as your body. We come together and, and we ask, Father. We ask for help. We ask that you would help us through these moments, that you would encourage us, that you would remind us. Father, and we will ask each other for help. Father, because we know and we understand that, that you've given us one another as brothers and sisters in Christ so that we can encourage each other, so that we can point each other to you. Lord, thank you for that. Thank you so much for that. Lord, you're an amazing God. And again, I thank you so much for your love and for your grace. And Father, I pray for every person that's here. I pray for every heart, every soul. Wherever they're at, whatever they're dealing with, whatever struggle, whatever they're facing in this moment, at this time, Father, that they can say, it is well. It is well with their soul. Father, because life is hard. And we're going we're gonna to run into these big rocks, these big boulders. And we're going to think that we have the strength and the might to, to move that rock and to, to, to do what we need to do to get around it, to get it out of our lives. But Father, the reality is, is that we're not strong enough. But you are, Father. So we ask. We ask in Jesus' name. We come before and we believe. We trust. And we place our hope and our faith in you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for that grace. Thank you for that help. We love you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening, and we pray you were blessed by today's message. You're invited to worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. For directions and information about Soul Rio and our weekly events, please visit our website at soulrio.com. You may also contact us by phone at area code 505-792-8737 or email us at info at soulrio.com At Soul Rio, we're a community of followers of Jesus Christ committed to live by faith, to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope to our community. We invite you to go with us on this journey.